0: Warning, some listeners may find the following content highly disturbing and controversial. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the authors and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of my fabulous sponsors or advertisers. Any content provided by our bloggers or authors are of their opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization. Company, individual, or anyone or anything. This disclaimer was provided by disclaimertemplate.com. Happy Sunday, everyone. This is just Miss Rose. It is Sunday, March the 7th, 2021. I'm driving on my way to work. So I figured this might as well be a good a time as any to do this particular part of my um, podcast for today. Now, one of my friends on TikTok asked me about uh, this incident that has occurred recently where this young little African-American prince is being uh, abused and tortured by his non-African-American so-called friends slash teammates now I saw the video okay and I thought they were making him drink liquor and I thought I mean a beer I thought they were making him drink beer and I thought that's terrible to make that child drink that beer but then to come to find out it wasn't beer you guys it was urine. I am so disgusted. I am so outraged. It's like, what the hell is wrong with Texas? And is it just Texas? Because this happened in Plano, Texas. This is a 13-year-old. So this is not like these are adults. These are creatures. Absolute creature Features, Because who in the God's green earth would pee in a cup and force somebody to drink it? You're a sick-minded individual. And where the hell were the parents? Because, y'all, this happened at a sleepover. And I'm going to tell you what. If anybody tries to justify this bullshit, you're not a human being. I'm gonna classify you as a creature, because, and I'm not trying to make no fun at all, because there's nothing funny about this situation. But are those children the same? Chil- are those children? Are those the parents that went in there and to the Capitol and put feces all over the walls? Because who does that? That's disgusting. Why is this happening in 20? 21. Why? Why has this little boy been bullied? And I'm sorry, not little boy, little prince. Why has he been continuously bullied for the last couple of years and his school, they reported it to the school, the mother reported it to the school, the school did nothing. It's a middle school, you guys. And if children can be that cruel, now, As disgusting as all of that sounds, you guys, guess what? They posted it on social media. They posted that little boy. They posted themselves making that little boy drink that goddamn pee. And I saw him drink it. I cannot unsee that. And now that I know that it was urine. Y'all. They are going after our children now. It's one thing to go after our rights. It's one thing to go after our equality. But you don't fuck with our babies. It's on, racist America. It's motherfucking on, bitches. And we'll be right back after this pause for the cause. I love you for listening. Excuse me. I should have said this. A, I'm going to have to make a little piece that says parental, guy, uh, parental, um, whatever. I'll be right back, y'all. All right, y'all. We back. Another thing that has been on my mind recently is that there seems to be a trend of... Um, disrespecting boundaries. Okay? Um there's a young lady on TikTok and she made a video. I believe her name is Debrat 4 or something. I know it's Debrat or something. Anyway, that young woman, young queen Let me correct myself. That young queen made a video and she said, "I don't want no white people calling me sis. Period." Now, of course, everybody and their mama started making videos because she made this stu- you know, this, this duet up on the stitch bowl. So here, here come all these Karens calling her sis, even though she asked not to be called sis. Months ago, I made a post where I told them do not call me granny, sis. Girl, or none of that other crap, because I don't like it, and it's just basically called respecting boundaries. But I'm finding out that uh, racists <laughs> don't like boundaries. They don't. They disrespect. They don't want us to have boundaries. They don't want us to have self-respect because, see, in order to give. People respect you, have to respect yourself, you know, you have to feel it for yourself in order to pass it on to other people. And apparently, here in America, respect is a thing of the past, okay, in my mind, because I have had some, you know, encounters just recently, standing at the corner, minding my business. Crossing the street from getting my lunch out here in this predominantly white neighborhood that I work in, and I got to be called out of my name while I'm standing on the corner. Really? But it's fine because I can't control other people. I can only control how I respond. <clears throat> and due to the fact, due to the fact I was on the corner, uh, you know, crossing the street, what was I gonna do? You know, I didn't. I wasn't gonna throw. I wasn't gonna throw my lunch at them. But. We have to do better, people. We have got to do better. Oh, my gosh. What is happening to humanity? What is happening, you guys? Are people just so insensitive? Are people just so desensitized? Are people just so full of hatred? What is the problem, world? What is the problem? I'm going to tell you all what. That's because I'm driving. I'm kind of like just recording while I'm driving. So what I'm going to do, I'm still going to read some articles today, but they're probably going to be corresponding with what I'm talking about in these little short segments right here. Now, let me say this right quick, you guys. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate that you take your time out of your day to listen to what I have to say. With your encouragement, I keep making these podcasts. Because even if just one person is listening, even if one person gets helped by something that I read, then I feel like I've accomplished something. And it's a very wonderful feeling, you guys, to help other people. It's so rewarding. It's so awesomely awesome. And you guys... Help me every time you listen to this podcast. Thank you so much. I love you to pieces. Now let me get my butt to work. And I'll be right back. <laughs> I love you. All right, you guys. I'm home for the day. And we are going to address the first part of my rant about The young prince who was abused by his classmates at the sleepover. I am on the website, NewYorkPost.com. Okay. And I'm reading an article entitled, How a Psychopath is Made, by Sarah Barnes from The Sun. And this article was written June 1st, 2017 at 728 P.M. or published, whatever. (sighs) Two extreme parenting styles have been linked to children becoming criminal psychopaths in later life, a study has revealed. The Norwegian University of Science and Technology interviewed high-security prisoners and found many have a history of either total parental neglect or rigidly controlling authoritarian parents. A psychopath is a person who suffers from a chronic mental disorder with abnormal or violent social behavior. They are defined by their lack of empathy and have a tendency to manipulate people without any guilt. The startling research found that all criminal psychopaths studied also had a history of grotesque physical and or psychological abuse during Childhood. Study author Doctor Ana Golhagen go I'm sorry, Golhagen commented, without exception, these people have been injured in the company of their caregivers. And many of the descriptions made it clear that their later ruthlessness was an attempt to address this damage. But in, an, but in an inappropriate or bad way. Explaining the types of parents criminal psychopaths typically had, she added, if you think of a scale of parental care that goes from nothing, the absence of care, all the way to the totally obsessive parents, most parents are in the middle. The same applies to how we feel about parental control. On a scale from not caring all the way to totally controlling, most parents have most have parents who end up in the middle. But it is different for psychopaths. More than half of the psychopaths I have studied reported that they had been exposed to a parenting style that could be placed on either extreme of these scales. Either they lived in a situation where no one cared, where the child is subjected to total control and must be submissive, or the child has been subjected to a neglectful parenting style. Parents cannot be blamed for everything, and there are many children who have awful upbringings and don't go on to become criminal psychopaths. Gulhagen said, Of course, not all reckless behavior is explained by a bad upbringing, but we do not inherit everything either. That is my main point. Excuse me. Experts have previously revealed what personality traits to look out for in order to spot a psychopath. Now, there's a link to experts have previously revealed. Okay. And I'm going to have to hit that link because there's nothing else here. What the... All right, New York Post. I'm going to need a proofreader. Wait, I'm gonna keep scrolling, you guys. Nope, nope. Mix it. Okay, okay. no. Nope. All right. So, guess what, you guys? Um, we're gonna hit that link that says "Experts have previously ve- previously revealed." Okay, I'm clicking it. And I'm clicking it again. Okay, and it's gonna take us. A- okay, it's taking its time. It's gonna take us to thesun.co.uk. Okay psychotest what is the psychopath test what are the traits and signs and what's the difference between a psychopath and a sociopath the term psychopath conjures an image of a callous killer living outside the norms of society but researchers say we all sit on the psychopathy spectrum and this article was By Emma Lake and Ellie Cambridge, 724, November 23rd, 2017, updated 849, November 23rd, 2017. How do you recognize a psycho? The term psychopath conjures an image of a callous killer living outside the norms of society. But researchers say we all sit on the psychopathy spectrum. Research psychologist Kevin Dutton has said Donald Trump is more of a psychopath than rival Hillary Clinton. What is the psychopath test? The psychopath test is a book by author John Ronson, which delves into what makes someone a psychopath. Full-blown psychopathy is a highly destructive personality disorder that combines antisocial and sensational behavior with cold-heartedness. But traits can also help effective leadership and good decision-making. In many cases, people with psychopathic traits are highly successful. In fact, they are believed to occupy 3 and 4% of senior positions. The book's full title is The Psychopath Test: A Journey Through the Madness Industry. It explores the concept of psychopathy along with the broader along with the broader mental health industry. Ronson visits purported psychopaths as well as psychologists and psychiatrists who have studied them. He heavily cites Canadian psychologist Robert D. Hare, the author of the Hare Psychopathy Checklist, a 20-part test administered to detect psychopathy. Psychopath kill sac women. Psychopath serial killer Johan Denny jailed for life for killing of three men. Okay. That's a a whole nother thing, y'all. We're not talking about her, though. We're talking about these children who tortures this little boy. What are the traits and signs of being a psychopath? Ronson based his assessment on Hare's checklist of signs of being a psychopath. These include having a superficial charm, an inflated sense of self-worth, becoming bored easily, lying pathologically, manipulating people and failing to feel guilty or showing remorse. Psychopaths can also include being callous, having poor behavioral controls, behaving promiscuously, excuse me, a history of poor behavioral controls, having no realistic goals being very impulsive, being irresponsible, and being unable to commit to relationships. Psychopaths often begin a life of crime when they are young. Personality traits of a psychopath include charm, charisma, fearlessness, a massive ego, and a lack of conscience. According to Dr. Kevin Dutton, a research psychologist at the University of Oxford. The traits given in the test include superficial charm, pathological lying, lack of remorse, emotional shallowness, a lack of behavioral control, and a tendency to boredom. But a high score is not necessarily a bad thing. Both Winston Churchill and Jesus feature on the leaderboard. Criminal psychologist Robert Hare has done extensive research. Credit, Times, Newspaper, LTD. We will be right back after this brief pause, you guys. What's the difference between a psychopath and a sociopath? According to studies, sociopaths and psychopaths do share some traits but psychopaths are said to be more likely to get into trouble with the law which sociopaths are more likely to blend in with society a sociopath is a person with antisocial personality disorder psychopathy can be thought of as a more severe form of sociopathy with more symptoms therefore all psychopaths are sociopaths but sociopaths are not necessarily psychopaths what makes the psychopath airs on bbc 2 at 9 p.m on august 29th what are the jobs with the most sociopaths working in them Earlier this year, Dr. Dutton revealed the jobs with the most psychopaths working in them after conducting an extensive survey. And that's another link, but I'm not going to click that one. Topping the list were CEOs, followed by lawyers and those working in TV and radio. Surgeons, salespersons, journalists, and police officers also featured on the list. Psychopaths at the very top scale can be dangerous because they lack the emotion and empathy that commonly stops people from committing crimes. And I just did a little proofreading here, y'all. I'm putting in my own corrections. Anyway, famous psychopaths include serial killer Ted Bundy, Nazi, Adolf Hitler, and Joseph, I mean, I'm sorry, Nazis. Let me start over. Famous psychopaths include serial killer, Ted Bundy, Nazis, Adolf Hitler, and Joseph Mengele, as well as Hungarian noblewoman, Elizabeth Bathory, who is believed to have tortured and killed hundreds of young women. And that, you guys, is the conclusion of that article from thesun.co.uk. Psychotest. What is the psychopath test? What are the traits and signs? And what's the difference between a psychopath and a sociopath? By Emma Lake and Ellie, Ellie Cambridge. And that was published November 23rd, 2017. Thank you so much, your contributions now we will move on to my next rant and that rant was about why do people disrespect boundaries according to human parts medium when someone can't set boundaries it isn't because they're inherently self disrespecting it's usually because they just don't know how to function any other way Okay, now, that is not the hell what I asked. I said, why do people disrespect boundaries? And it said, when someone can't set boundaries. We're not talking about that. Even though, we're going to move on. Because I do like the um, medium.com website. But we're not going to. I'm not, because I'm not. How to deal with people who repeatedly violate your boundaries. Is what we're going to be reading. Yeah, this is just Miss Rose. It's random and real, just like life. Now, we have gone to a website, psychcentral.com. How to deal with people who repeatedly violate your boundaries, written by Sharon Martin, LCSW, on July 11th, 2016. You can't make people respect your boundaries. Unfortunately, People who are manipulative, narcissistic, and have a poor sense of self tend to repeatedly violate personal boundaries. One of the biggest challenges that people have with boundaries is figuring out what to do when someone repeatedly violates them. There isn't a one size fits all answer to the question. First, let's consider a few of the variables. Who is violating your boundaries? The nature, power differential, and closeness of the relationship make a difference. Your response to your mother will be different than your response to your boss, which will be different yet from your response to your neighbor. Is the boundary violator willing to change? Is she or he willing to work with you to improve the relationship? Is she or he willing to go to counseling? Is she or he sensitive to your needs or feelings? How long has this been going on? Longer behavior patterns are harder to change, but certainly possible when someone is motivated. Has the boundary violator been physically aggressive? Safety is paramount. If the person violating your boundaries has been violent or threatened violence, you need to proceed with caution. I highly recommend getting help from supportive people, professionals, and or law enforcement. Are you a minor? If you're a child, you must ask an adult for help. Reach out to an adult at school or church, a friend's parent, or a hotline. You do not need to figure this out alone. Are you truly setting clear, consistent boundaries? In my experience, people tend to overestimate the strength of their boundaries. It's understandable that sometimes you back down, feel tired, overwhelmed, or scared, and don't follow through with your boundaries. Just like setting, down, setting rules with children, boundaries don't work when they are only enforced some of the time. Boundaries need to be especially clear and consistent when you're dealing with someone who doesn't respect you. Such a person is looking for holes in your boundaries and using them against you. So be sure you're assertively and clearly telling him or her that this behavior is not okay and follow through with consequences. See this article for more information, which is another article that I'm not clicking on. I say these things not to make you feel ashamed or bad about yourself if your boundaries are inconsistent. These are common trouble spots in setting boundaries. My hope is to help you gain more well uh, I'm sorry. My hope is to help you gain more awareness of the things that you can control, namely yourself. Self-awareness is empowering. When you recognize where you're slipping up, you can offer yourself both self-compassion and accountability. Psych Central newsletter. Get our weekly newsletter, evidence-based guidance, up-to-date resources, and firsthand accounts to help you in your mental health journey. And we want to thank psychcentral.com for their article, How to Deal with People Who Repeatedly Violate Your Boundaries by Sharon Martin, LCSW. And that is going to be the end, you guys, of this episode of Just Ms. Rose. Please listen to As the Massage Table Turns, as I'm going to be doing a whole rant on something that you're really going to want to (laughs) listen to. That's a teaser, you guys. Yes. Now, you know the rules. Don't let anybody take you off your square do not compare yourself to other people because no one compares to you. You are the only you, and you're doing a dang good job of doing you, okay? Now, remember something. If you don't tell other people your business, they won't know it. And as Miss Tammy says, mmm, I love you, darling. If you have enough business of your own to mind, you don't have time to mind other people's business. Now, on that note, I'm going to say night. I love you. Have a good day. Have a great week. I will see you later on. Mm-hmm. I'll see you on the other side. And don't forget to download this app so that we can take over the internet, you guys. Love you.